Well, hello there. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Cracker Classics <laughs> Weekly Podcast, in which we take a classic movie, watch it, see if it sucks today. This one does not. No, it doesn't. Definitely no. does not. Nope. There will probably still be problems, because Mel Brooks, but... Mm, Mel Brooks problems. Yay. The best kind of problems. This week we're watching Young Frankenstein! Because <laughs> tis the season. Huzzah. Yeah, I know we did a Frankenstein movie last year, but I don't care. Well, it was a very different Frankenstein movie. Oh, just as funny, though. Yes. And mildly problematic as this will be. Yes. Though, honestly, I can't think of much that's a problem in here. Aside from the whole how we treat women. Because I it's Mel Brooks. <laughs> yup, yup. The racism is not a factor. Because there's no one who's not white in here. Yeah. Uh, there might be a, a little bit of um, Eastern European antagonism. He will find That's a the way right to word. make it racist. Um. Well, there is the whole German thing. But in and... such a funny way. It's funny racism. Ha ha. Oh. That makes it okay, right? The views expressed by Joshua do not reflect <laughs> the views of Cracker Classics podcast. Oh. Even with the sarcastic tone, though. I tried to portray. <laughs> like, I get that most people don't get my sarcasm half the time, but well, same I way. really tried to lay it on thick for that. I know you did. Then I just decided to run with it. Yeah, fair enough. It had nothing to do with me misunderstanding. <laughs> We've done enough of these episodes. I know your sarcasm. <laughs> I should hope As so. I hope you do mine. Usually. They're rather similar. Yes. Sometimes I just don't lay it on thick. Uh, same here. But I figured for that I really should, because... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> if only Mel Brooks laid it on thick. He kind of does. Yeah? Yeah. Depending on what we're laying on. I mean, we and did... how we, thick we, it we, is. We, we, did wa- <laughs> <laughs> we did watch Blazing Saddles, right? Yes. Right? Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which honestly was not as... um. Racially awful as people lead you to believe it is. No, it's absolutely sarcastically making fun of racism. Mm-hmm. They actually did a decent job of and doing that in a yeah. funny way. Which is part of why my personal beliefs, those off-limit words, should not necessarily be off-limits. Context matters. Context does Intention matter. Intention matters. But I'm still fine with just not having certain words in my vocabulary. It's fine. It's not a big deal for me. I'll do it. I'm not happy about it, but I'll do it. It does lead me to um, want to use certain words in a certain context when I want that oomph. <laughs> it's usually not those words, though, because no. they have their own oomph. Yeah. Regardless of context. And I think that's my main reason why I choose not to in any context. My cracker. A lot of times it doesn't matter the context. <laughs> But it does. Like trying to sell this it's, podcast. Uh, yeah. Doesn't matter the context. No. We are not crispy enough. No. We're soft baked. <laughs> but still very salty. Yes. That's what happens when you don't inherit a giant castle in Eastern Europe. But at least we don't have the to Tesla change coil. At least we don't have to change the pronunciation of our names. That's true. Our ancestors did that for us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mine did. Mine even changed the spelling. It was more spelling, but because of that, the pronunciation changed. Well, yeah. 
And it was due to illiteracy. Hooray! You don't know you don't know how to spell your own last name in these official government documents? Well, we'll guess for you. Yep. No, your name is this. Uh, yeah. Hooray! Education, it's important. Listen to the Professor Frankenstein. Yes. Because if I recall, he's a rather competent professor and one willing to um, convey thoughts and education, but then just get sidetracked by the whole legacy of your family name. Funny how that always throws a wrench into things. Yeah. Destiny. There's certain concepts in this movie that go beyond just a normal comedy. Oh, things like your Mel family Brooks. legacy and absolutely you know. reason his comedy is lasting is mm-hmm. because it is not just funny, ha ha. It's funny, oh shit. Um. <laughs> but it's also done in a way where it is funny, ha ha. Well, yeah, and you don't have to think about it. If you do start thinking about it, it becomes oh. <laughs> so join us as we think about Mel Brooks and his comedy, and not just. Google eye at Peter Boyle and what he has and knows how to use. We won't just go, <laughs> slurs. That's for other podcasts. <laughs> I imagine. I don't know. We won't name names. <clears throat> imagine I just coughed whatever racist podcast you're aware of. Insert podcast name here. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. We'll be back with intermission impressions. And, uh, oh, what do we get in the first half? Madeline Kahn. Frau Blucher. I'm sorry, I don't have a good horse sound. No. Wilbur. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back. That's slower than I remembered. Really? Yeah. I remember it kind of sprawls. Some may find it slowly, but it uh, it just sort of unravels itself bit by bit as we go along. Yeah. I forgot about the inspector. So did I. The very Dr. Strangelovey <laughs> German stereotype inspector. Utterly mechanical. In Transylvania. Uh, I don't get him. I don't understand. And I don't know why. I uh, is there a... Yeah. Got me. I have a few questions that have come up here. <laughs> Uh, f- first off, how annoyed has Frau Blucher been her whole life with the sound of horses every time her name gets mentioned? <laughs> if it was my name, I'd get pretty sick of it. Just saying. Well, I think at some point you just come to accept it as normal and just know, just like assume that's part of your name, I guess. I like. <laughs> I wonder if it was always that way, or only once she became Frau. Uh, maybe. I don't know. But Igor just said Blucher, and it worked. It's true. So, But is that her married name? I believe Frau is... A married woman? Yeah, okay. I think. So I, I can't recall. It's weird, because we have all these German names, but we're in Transylvania. Well... <laughs> it gets a little squicky and um, lumping in cultures as Mel Brooks kind of does with anything that's not Jewish. Well, that's true. Yeah. Well, he lumps Jewish in with everything, though, so it's kind of... Promoting the diversity of the Jewish culture. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas well, Germans are just, well, you're just German. 
and so are you Romanians, and you check, and... Oh, fair enough. Okay, my next question. Why did he go to Transylvania? To claim his birthright, his heritage. His Is that castle? all it was? It shows up with a box from his great-grandfather that came out of a coffin <laughs> from a corpse long dead. It's not like, oh, yeah, no, he, just he just died, died. and no. you've inherited this. It's, why don't you come by? Live up to the fate of your family name. It doesn't matter. Destiny is immutable. It's like a pulling the strings kind of thing. Someone wants yeah. him to do this. And if I remember destiny. how the movie ends, there's a little bit of that. It's destiny. Yeah. Don't you believe in destiny? That's a concept in here. <laughs> the kind of destiny of a Nepo baby coasting on his grandfather's work. Destiny is inescapable. So long as you inherit something that's a worthwhile destiny. Well... I guess. It's just not really brought up in here, but it's here. Yeah. The family legacy. Not every family has a le- privilege of a legacy, you know? And some of them choose not to perpetuate it. Mm-hmm. I could have been a George H. Kerfman the Fourth. I'm... I'm... Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> just saying. Did it have meant anything? Um... No. It's because I don't know George H. <laughs> Kerfman the first, so I don't know why we're continuing that. Uh, it was a doctor thing, but after my grandpa, he was like, no, nah, my dad forced me to be a doctor. Kind of sucked. So I'm going to let my kids do what they want to do. <laughs> it was a Frankenstein thing. Kind of. Doctors running this family. Yeah. I don't understand doctors. Uh, All I know is they can fix me, so go fix me. And I guess I'll pay you for it. That's debatable. But, uh, meh, meh. Yeah, I have my issues with the field. Because uh, they do shit like this on an unlimited budget? Well, I wish. I'd be a doctor if I had an unlimited budget and the ability to possibly create yeah. life. That's just a big um thing in here. Uh, money. It is indispensable. So much so we don't even talk about it. It's just we can do anything we want. Money's no object. It's just science. But if it Science. Were... Yeah, yeah, science, yes. Our God is not God nor money. Tis science! But science would have been a lot further along if it weren't for money. In our world? Well, what world are we in? The one where Dr. Frankenstein has all the resources he needs to pursue his science. Is that what the will was for? I guess. Come, you will have everything. Including a useless lab assistant who is only there to uh, look pretty. Because what is the use of Terry Gar in here? He already has a lab assistant, and that's Igor. She has nice Why daughters. Why do we have... <laughs> or was that the castle? That I don't the recall. the castle door. <laughs> there were uh. the big rings on the heavy wood. It was elevated. That's not what either Gene or I were looking at. <laughs> uh. So why is it always midnight? This is a horror movie trope. Because that's what time things happen. I guess. In my experience, nothing happens at midnight. Uh, No, it's 2 a.m. Things get built up that shit happens at the stroke of midnight, and as a kid, you stay up late, and you wait for it, and then nothing happens. Except once a year, on New Year's Eve. Kinda. Yeah, that's it. But it's not anything, like, mystical or... Witchy. Nor haunting is no crazy phenomena. Uh, Yeah. I remember being very disappointed as a child. 
I want to stay up to midnight. I want to see what crazy shit happens. Nothing happens. I guess that's the crazy thing. Yep. It's one of those arbitrary limits that only exists to exceed. Let's just get us scared. No, it's to show us that our parents lie to us constantly. Ah, yes. Tooth Fairy. Santa Claus. Supposed to come at midnight, as was Santa, yeah. The Easter Bunny. Mm-hmm. The Boogeyman. Well, the Boogeyman never had a set time. He'll just show up whenever. <laughs> the monster under your bed. They operate outside of convention. Everyone else has a rigid schedule. Because <laughs> uh, the, the, the mayor makes the trains run on time, and so... That's a myth. A myth. Well, his train got there on time. Track 29. Does that mean something? No, you don't get it. It's from Glenn Miller. Okay. I believe it's the Chattanooga Choo Choo. Oh, right. Okay. okay. Though it could be yeah, Pennsylvania yeah. 65000. I can't I, quite remember now. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I think it's Chattanooga Choo Choo, though. <laughs> All right, one last question. <laughs> What does the brain depository use the brains for? Depositorying. <laughs> okay. What sort of use do we get out of that? The brains have been depositoried. They're just in there? Yeah. Then why do they have a brain that they're not supposed to use if the use is depositorying? Just Should in case someone wants said, to... Do not depository no, this so, brain? What if someone wants to use the depository brains? Like That seems like a government oversight or something. You have to understand that there is always a possibility that something will be used not for its intended purpose. Sure, the brains are meant to be depositoried, but on the off chance, some creepy lab assistant breaks in and steals them, they need to know not to use that brain for anything other than depositorying. Okay. Thank you, Department of Homeland Security. <laughs> Um, this does lead to another question that's formulating in my brain as you were talking. Of, you know, we had the villagers come together and go, we can't have another Frankenstein. They always do it. Yeah, yeah. The horrors of the last time, blah, blah, blah. Well, why do you still have a brain depository in town that makes it so easy to obtain a brain? Tradition. Ah. I've always questioned where this depository was anyways. Why would uh, my father was a brain depository and my grandfather before him? My great great grandfather was the first brain depositorian, and we shall carry on his legacy till time immemorial. It is my destiny. <laughs> so the destinies of everyone in this town just allows it to perpetuate again and again. Yep. We hang this seven and a half tall monster <laughs> every generation. Yep. So that he could be reborn with an abnormal brain. Apparently this one skipped a generation, though. True. We know nothing of Gene Wilder's dad. Nor how he came to America and lost his accent. I'm just asking questions here. This is one of those ostensibly perfect movies that we walk into going, this will be awesome, because we love this movie. But that makes for a boring podcast episode, so I want to ask questions and just think about stuff. I have a question. Yes, please. When are we getting more Madeline Kahn? Just coming back. I want more Madeline Kahn. She's a coming. As soon as she gets all the wrinkles out of her taffeta, she'll uh, come right over. That's true. It's possible she smeared her lipstick and it was going to take three days to fix it. And well, all that uh, stuff that the train kicked up. 
Oh yeah, she, she was coughing. Away. Oh, ooh, yeah, that's gonna. That couldn't have been good for her complexion. No, no. She really her <laughs> her character in here really does kind of bug me. I don't like her. <laughs> She's one of those porcelain doll. <laughs> everything has to be perfect and look perfect, and nothing can smudge it. Yeah. I just don't like people like that. It's not I true to life. It's very true to life. I've known several people like that. But those people aren't true to life. It's life. They exist. Therefore, true to life. Fine. I just want to mess them up. <laughs> and that's why we can't have nice things. Some of the best things are rough around the edges. Some of them. And some of them are perfection itself. I don't like that word. Perfection. What's perfect? How can it be perfect? Is it still perfect now? If it was perfect just then, is it still No, because now? you messed it up, jerk. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> That's my perfection. Uh, is it perfection an eye of the beholder thing? Kind of. You know? Yeah. Didn't the doctor think he was making perfection with these experiments and whatnot? But if it's not hurting other people, why fuck with someone else's perfection? Well, Madeline Kahn's perfection in this movie, wasn't that hurting uh, Gene Wilder? Was it, though? Uh, I mean, he wanted to kiss her. He wanted to do certain things, and she wouldn't let him because it would inhibit her perfection. Is that not her prerogative? Her body, her choice? Oh, yes. But we, spoilers, know that if you remember where it happens in this movie. I don't, but... Ah! Still... Um, I should stop talking. You have to consider... <laughs> it's still her choice. Whether she wants it or not, she can choose whether to indulge those desires. With people who aren't Gene Wilder. Well. Because he's just the look good guy for appearances. Yeah. Have you met human beings? Yes. Yes, I have. Okay, then. Doesn't make it perfect. <laughs> I don't. Well, find that's it not perfect. the thing that's perfect. The thing that's perfect is her appearance. Okay. Not her character, her soul, her life. You really don't remember how this just movie her ends, appearance. Do you? No, I don't. Ah. Okay. I suppose I can drop one hint. I told you it's been at least a decade. Please don't. Okay. Allow me to be surprised. I've already been uh, kind of talking about. Well, I know. I you know. And there's vague recollections in there, but like nothing specific. So it's. Yeah. I won't shame you for having gone so long without seeing this movie. Isn't this one of those every Halloween you have to watch it movies? I don't believe in that. Oh. Otherwise I'd watch Critters every goddamn year. That's true. You're not big on tradition. Nope. I get all traditional for the holidays. There's certain movies I have to watch, certain candy I have to eat, certain cookies I have to bake. <laughs> nah, I don't I like to take things as they come, and sometimes I do understand those that. things are traditional, and sometimes they're not. Mm. It, I have found that for me, making the effort to uphold tradition does not serve me. Well, I'm not rigid in my traditions. I'm lazy as fuck. Ah, yes. Fair <laughs> enough. No, definitely not rigid in my traditions. They will evolve and change, and I'll find new things that become new traditions for me personally. Yeah. Because that's my tradition. <laughs> and my tradition is just go with the flow, man. Do whatever. <laughs> okay. 
No judgment. Sounds like fun. Let's go. I'll hold my judgments to this movie. Yeah. At least we did oh. get a good education in the voluntary and reflexive muscle movements. Yep. Even if there was a little elder abuse. Just a little. It's fine. We gave him an extra dollar. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, shall we uh, return to tradition? Yes, since you don't remember how this ends. We will get Madeline Kahn back. Don't you worry. There's never enough Madeline Kahn. Oh, no. Never. I miss her. All right, that's sad enough. Let's go. Yep. We'll be back for our curtain call. and More Madeline Kahn. And more Fußstops. Schwanstucker? And then the Schwanstucker, yes. <laughs>
should we not like there's i mean yeah there's arguments to be made and we shouldn't have football because people get brain injuries we shouldn't have i mean like the whole friggin' entertainment industry is rife with exploitation um yes but do you have um an agoraphobe playing football do you have someone with a an innate fear that could very easily come up during a football game playing football. Are you familiar with the backstory of the birds? Oh, uh, well, fair point. How about Shelley Duvall in The Shining? Well, that was just abuse. Yeah? That's... And it's still considered a top-tier piece of entertainment. By a guy searching for perfection. Still top-tier entertainment. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it, so I. But oh, you still haven't seen the shine? No, I haven't oh, seen the shine. Oh, okay. It's nineteen eighty. We got to do it for. We 80s do have edition. to do it for eighty. It's been on my list to to do. But yeah, it's great it does movie. need to be done. But yeah, no, I haven't seen it. But I have seen the birds, and I love the birds. It's great. It's fantastic. And Tippi Hedren had horrific PTSD after that movie. Well, yes, but the entertainment aspect of. This show we were given here, it's a little different from The Birds or The Shining. I had a point in there somewhere, and I totally... Uh, I I don't don't know where I was going with it. Um, I think you were saying that the entertainment should have been stopped because the monster was triggered, right? Yeah, and just questioning whether it should have been a thing at all. Because we know what he wanted out of it. And, yeah, he worked real hard to get the creature to do that but was he ready clearly not are any of us truly ready for big leaps forward in life those of us with not abnormal brains probably in some form well that explains why i've never been ready for it Uh, (laughs) i can't go (laughs) i don't know the status of your brain i just do it anyway i wouldn't be a quiz master if i felt that any little thing. Well, you sound like a human with a normal brain. Oh, the brain and not is a medical experiment normal. with an abnormal brain. The first part, not so sure. The second part, this is not a normal brain. I, uh, I well, assure uh, you. <laughs> don't really want to get into what's normal and abnormal just because the jar said this was an <laughs> abnormal brain. <laughs> it's very no, convenient. it said the brain belonged to Abby Normal. Didn't you hear, Igor? <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure I can trust Igor as a source of reliable Anything. information. Yes. I mean, he was getting all handsy with Elizabeth there. Who was, of course, Frederick's financier. <laughs> Freudian slip there. Yeah, yeah. And it, when she shows up at the castle, it you do kind of realize how much that relationship was not anything beyond a financial and appearances thing. Oh, yeah. So this ends nicely as both end up being happier with other people. Yep. It just took a little more pseudoscience. Pseudoscience is good for you. Wait, do I want to say that? Do I want to be on record saying that? Is it perfect? (laughs) Sometimes we need a little pseudoscience. We need something to believe in because reality sucks. Sometimes we just got to talk it out in our own way and believe it. Yep. It, it happens. I still hold a few irrational beliefs. Oh, we all do. There's nothing uh, innately wrong with that. It's acting upon it. 
No, it's trying to get other people to believe your irrational beliefs. Well, that's part of acting upon it. I guess. You know, your irrational beliefs could make you, you know, shoot a postal worker or convince other people to shoot the postal worker for you. Both are bad and both are irrational actions based on your irrational thought. Yeah, they could convince you that Jody Foster will notice you if you shoot the president. Exactly! <laughs> that's irrational. Jody Foster will never notice you. And in here, it's more of a... Um, Unconscious, not unconscious, but the the irrationality in here is just very subtextual. Yeah, it's just reactionary due to the very basic brain stuff. <laughs> this is me getting super technical with my terms. <laughs> Have you met people? Sure, that confused them. I'm sure we're all subtextually irrational. <laughs> well, yeah, valid point. You know who I feel bad in all of this, though. Hmm. Frau Blucher. Yeah. Still alone. She didn't get nearly enough screen time. No, that's true. But she was the the puppet master pulling all the strings. <laughs> but she only got to play the violin on screen once. Like, after that, it was all friggin' Frankenstein that's again. That's true. Like, like, she could have done more. Yeah. But now the man has to... Now that I know how all this works <laughs> from a woman... Now I'm doing it all because I know what I'm doing. We've never had any indication whatsoever that Frankenstein can uh, play the violin, but he's immediately very capable and knows the song. And a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, he was just a Well, he's a mad genius, so he knows how to do everything. And it runs in the family. Yep. In his blood. Destiny! He said that at one point, that it was just in his blood, so he just knows how to do all this. Yep. Conveniently. Yeah. I know it sounds like I'm riffing on this movie, but I'm, I, I love this movie. It's fantastic. It's a great joy. There's I really nothing it. inherently wrong with it, and I'm totally nitpicking for the sake of filling time in this podcast. This is not... I mean, it was good, but it's not one of my favorite Mel Brooks's. No? It's no. one of mine. Well... I love this one. I mean, it's probably in the top five, but... At the bottom end of that. Like fourth like, or fifth? Yeah. Behind what? Just out yeah. of curiosity. Uh, Blazing Saddles, yeah. Men in Tights, Producers. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That would be my top three. This is probably in my top three. I can see that. Yeah. There is a bit of convenience to the story. As there is with... Most stories? I was going to say all stories. Most but... movies, at least. Things happen very conveniently. For the or, sake of or, the story. Or unconven- in- inconveniently. Unconven- inconveniently, I think is the right word. Inconveniently. Anyway. Inconveniently, for the sake of story. How yes. do you inconvenience someone? Um, they would have to already be convenienced. Take away handicapped ramps? Unconvenience them. But that's an inconvenience. No, you're un. Because you're taking away. You're taking the away the convenience? Inconveniencing them. That's not a good them. example, because no. is that a convenience for them? Inconveniencing them would be buttering the handicap ramp. Unconveniencing them is taking the ramp. Do you away. have a better example? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it was the first one to pop to mind. And, and it's not. Um, I like it. Honestly, mm, I think it's solid. I don't think so. Good example. That stuff's Maybe not a convenience. But example. <laughs> I no. 
unconvenient thing would be like having an easy pay option on the vending machine and then taking it away. Maybe. That's a, that would be an inconvenience. Not, let's just deprive you of the thing that you kind of need to get by in this life that was not built for you. Well, in modern society, is not removing the option for credit pay from a vending machine doing just that? Nobody uses cash these days, except for me. <laughs> I didn't say I had the best example, but I still say it was better than yours. Maybe less problematic than mine, but yeah, yeah, well. I wouldn't say better. Okay. Well, you know where I to write to, everybody. Because you couldn't use the buttering the ramp thing for inconvenience. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm terrible. Crackerclassics <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Attention, Joshua. Attention. <laughs> yes, yes. You are a dick. Yes, thank you. I know. Inconvenience him with your emails. <laughs> Convenience Ian by supporting us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Cracker Classics. Cash is a convenience. It's all electronic, Ian. But I can turn it into cash and that'd be a convenience. It's an inconvenient process. Convenience would be if we had a P.O. box where people could send cash directly. We don't have Don't send else. cash through the mail. <laughs> just, that's a rookie mistake. Uh, yeah. Though an unmarked briefcase. Well packaged. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we could do that. Be all right. That would work. Still need a P.O. box. True. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for sitting through our meandering... It wasn't perfect, but maybe it was convenient. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>